guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Wonderful Arsenio ZSL Podcast. And today is a follow-up from the last one in terms of hiring and firing. Man, was that a monster one? Oh my God, I went on and on and on and on. I swear, it felt like there was no stopping. It really did. And so what we're going to talk about today is in what situations do you think firing someone justified? Justified meaning, is it okay? Is it reasonable? Right? Because we've spoken about everything in regards to my life, but let's look at some of these things down below. Dishonesty. Now, it depends on the dishonesty. If we're talking about, hey, did you forget to put the top on the water cooler? No. And then next thing you know, you did. And then next thing you know, they fire you. That's a problem, right? But if we're talking about dishonesty, in terms of something like maybe something money related or you not doing a couple of things and whatnot. I don't think people get fired very easily, especially here in Thailand because labor laws uh, based on dishonesty, you have to do something really significant, like really bad. Let me give you an example. While I was, you know, training at Bangkok bank. Okay. Some of the top executives in that company, there were, you know, he would always come in, one of the, one of my students, Tana, and he would say, hey, how's everything going? I'm like, hey, everything's great. How's everything going? He's like, man, I'm real busy. There's another problem today. So what happened? Fraud. And it seemed like it happened so often, especially between 2017 and even more prevalent, meaning it happened more like on, on a routine basis in 2019. So, I'm, you know, man, you have a lot of people who work in the bullpen on the, you know, the 25 floor building, 10,000 employees, to be honest. I don't know if it's just in that building or around Thailand, but all it takes is one of them to say, you know what, let me try to scoot a little money from this account to that account and they're never going to see anything. But because they always audit, you see what I mean? Because those are the auditors. Now, they're not like auditors in America. When you see an auditor in America, they are the most vile people on the planet. If you see HR in any company in America, like I gave you the stories, it feels like in America, they're just really, really bad people. So with auditing and HR, they're menaces to society. You never want to see those people. However, out here in Thailand, you know, I've had, you know, I've, I've had dealt with like really bad HR before I did get removed uh, from a HR at, um, at, as a matter of fact, Toshiba, probably about four years ago. Um, and Again, I'm not exactly sure what was happening. I don't know if there was a conflict of interest. I don't know. I don't know what was going on. There was already a little bit of an issue there. And, um, but, you know, I ended up getting removed and I looked at the three reasons why I got removed. And I'm like, none of these are work related. So if I'm walking home and one of my students who's an older man says, Arsenio, come on in. I'll drop you off over there at the bus stop. I'm driving there, which is only a kilometer away. That's actually none of your business. And it was just shocking how that all, like how that was one of the reasons, right? And then I, I can't really remember the other two reasons. I really can't. But was that sacking justified? Absolutely not. Somebody got it in their personal fields. Remember, I had taught there for about 100 hours prior to that, one year prior. And then looking at the, you know, teaching there for the X amount of hours I did this time around, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, I can't really say it's racial discrimination. I just think somebody had a bone to pick or maybe there was someone in class. I'm not exactly sure. And so what ended up happening, that was the greatest thing that ever happened to me because the next thing you know, 
there were a lot of problems. It just felt like my workload continued to plummet. And I said, you know what? Enough is enough. You guys don't deserve me. Goodbye. So I did, I quit, right? And I got sacked from one of the smaller projects within the company. But from there, everything was a full-on nosedive. Like, I hated being in that area. I hated being in that company. I hated everything about it. And so, you know, even seeing how they were, they, how they mismanaged everything at the very end. Now, I, was, I didn't want to go back there and teach there no matter what because I was going to cancel the remaining, uh, remainder of my classes. The last email I got, though, was shocking. He's like, hey, Arsenio, you know, we decided that we're just going to give your classes to another teacher. So we can have a smooth process into the whole transition. If you have any problems, contact us. They literally just took my remainder classes, which I was never going to teach again, but that's not the point. The point is that right there, that could have got him sued. And that's how they got sued prior because of another teacher getting sacked for no, well, basically he was telling his students to go up to the front counter and complain about a lot of things. And they sacked him for that. And he got awarded probably upwards to 10,000 us dollars. So, I've been there. I've done that. I quit that job, but it was the greatest thing for me to do. Now, was that sacking from Toshiba justify? Absolutely not. But to see the people under the helm at my company berating me and even, and I'll give you this comment, quote, if you want to continue working here, we're going to have to have this meeting. This came from a head teacher who had no power. I turned around and my mind was like, quit. And I did. That was it. I didn't quit right there, but I quit in my mind and I just didn't give 100 anymore. And especially given the fact that some of the students there at the, at, in that specific area, the most difficult students to teach because they were rich. And it's funny, give, considering that I just finished teaching an international school at the beginning of this year, again, I'm not saying everything. No, 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 no. It's not so much about being rich it's about being under 18 and believing you're rich, but it's actually your parents who are rich. Because I have, I wouldn't say rich students, but I have well stable students who own their own practices, their own businesses and stuff like that. They would never ever do anything of that sort to that magnitude. But to see those students and the student that I had at the beginning of this year, and he was just so insubordinate. Like, I just kept saying to myself, man, what is the point of coming out here? And I kept telling, I was like, man, and I kept telling, you know, my girlfriend at the time, I was like, man, should I quit? She's like, don't, don't quit, don't quit, don't quit. Luckily, you know, I came there, they forgot to cancel the class. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to have to take these hours from you because I commuted all the way down here. She's like, yeah, okay, no problem. And then I'm like, sent to the schedule. How about next week? Never came back around. Good, fantastic, goodbye. That was four months ago. And so, just telling you guys from my perspective, you know, the people I've dealt with, the different areas, but now being very, very grateful that I don't have to deal with those people. That younger student, I didn't really have to do that. That was just an anomaly, right? And I knew going into a very big shutdown, you know, which happened, this is the biggest shutdown ever. But in January, that was just a one month shutdown. Seeing how that happened in the way it did, to have that international school student paid, that was big for me. But now that is, I, I don't work in that mindset anymore. It's way different. And now my life has completely transformed. So I'm giving you guys just examples of the different students and the different types of things that we go through on a routine basis. Here we go. Disrespect to superiors. What is disrespect? We have to see what qualifies as disrespect. See, 
what goes for disrespect for a superior doesn't necessarily equate to a real disrespect. See, let me give you an example. If a superior, like they have this in India, okay? My folks out there in Noida, uh, I know God, I got some folks who listen to me from India. Think about it. Think about all the managers. You can see it in the movies. You can see it in the Korean movies. Shout out to my beautiful Koreans. But they're very, like, they speak down and they're so condescending on their subordinates. Now, I don't like the, the subordinates, superiors. I don't believe in any of that shit. We're all humans. I'm going to come in. And just like the manager and the owner of my, obviously, you know, the place that I work for out here in Thailand, I always call him by his first name. Hey, how you doing? How's everything? They're acting like I got to bow down to him. Absolutely not. Don't give a damn about that. Mm -mm, that's not how I do. And he knows that by the first time I actually met him. Great guy. Great guy. Okay. So I'm going to keep it at that. I'm not going to bow down to you. I'm not going to wait to why you. I don't give a fuck about you. No offense. Just trying to put it into perspective. So I would not work very well in countries like India and Korea because I don't bow down to anybody, okay? I look at everyone as at the same level. If I saw Jeff Bezos, okay, I'd be like, what up, Jeff? Don't really give a fuck about you, but yeah, what up, Jeff? How you doing? All right, cool, bye-bye. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what's up? Hey, hey, LeBron, what's going on, man? What you doing out here? Like when I saw Dikembe Mutombo, the best shop locker in NBA history. When I saw him at Sion Paragon, the biggest shopping center out here in Thailand, he was walking. I was like, Dikembe, man, I just want to say what's up. Okay, I didn't want the dude's autograph. I just want to say what's up to Dikembe Mutombo. That's it. So I don't look at anyone as being subordinate or superior. The thing is, if I had to work with people who thought they, that they were above me. Alice, you know, me working in the south of Thailand and having three, what they call the Manupa. These are like whiny old women, okay? I had to always do as they said to win their trust. And if I didn't and I got out of line and became a trailblazer, I was looked at and frowned upon from the west of the school. Give you a real quick example. 2014, everything started out on fire. They were giving me extra work. April was great. Next thing you know, they realized that I had my own little tutorial business, like in May. And they're like, oh, it feels like you're putting more into your tutorial business than you are here. First and foremost, you don't know how I teach. Second, you don't know what I do with the tutorial business. Third, you don't know this, you don't know this, you don't know this. And after like we had that discussion, it, it, it wasn't just them, but everybody, everybody. All right, so yeah, basically that's what it comes down to, right? Um, me, I question them. I say, okay, superior. Now, the thing is, I haven't had, uh, I questioned them. I did get in trouble. Hell, I got ostracized. They tried getting me fired on a number of occasions, things completely, totally unrelated to, um, what is it, uh, to work and stuff. Uh, I remember I was teaching one of the, the ladies, uh, like her nieces, and one of them started crying for whatever reason it was. I have no idea why. And then they try holding that against me to try to get me fired. And <laughs> it was just funny. I was like, guys, I'm out of here. This place is toxic as hell and fuck this province. So anyways, um, question them. And if you're a superior, a manager, whatever it is, and you're not open-minded, you're, 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 I'm not saying you're a failure, but what is the point of being a manager if you can't even, and, and don't manage people, manage the situations and put them in power play positions that can make them very, like that could grow them. You know what I mean? Like if I had somebody who was working with me and then they ended up saying, hey, listen, uh, I'm gonna, you know, stop working. I'm gonna go on to this big venture. 
that's what you want to do. If they grow throughout that process, you see them growing, then they end up taking a big step. I'm going to be all for that. But if they're quitting simply because I'm the biggest dickhead in the world, that is an issue, right? This is what happened with Steve Jobs. People who worked for Steve Jobs, they said he was the biggest asshole in the world. Guess where that got him? I'm not trying to like throw any shame, any shame on his name, but I'm just saying, you know, kindness is everything. So in saying that, y'all better hear me and hear me loud. If you guys are managers listening to me, especially uh, wherever you may be, I don't know, man, please have some empathy. Pick up some personal development books. Stephen Covey's, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Speed of Trust. Stephen Covey's Eighth Habit. This is for other people who believe that they are subordinates so you can help develop that voice. There are so many different things that you could do. Just don't, don't, don't allow people to just walk right over you. You know, and it's not so much about egoism and putting on that, that very ugly and that, that, that ugly alpha mask. It's the simple fact that do what's right. And so inappropriate dress, listen, okay, dress, casual, whatever it may be. I, listen, it's so funny. The last job I used to work for, sometimes I would go in without a tie and they would berate me. Wear a tie, wear a tie, wear a tie. I said, listen. When I wear a tie, you better compliment me on that tie. Use that same energy. And this is a lot of people out there in the world. They just do not want to use that same energy. What go, what, 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 you know, they always like put as much power and ugly on the negative, but they never give props when it's needed. You have to kind of shove it in their face and they just dip their head and they don't say anything, but they come around and try attacking you over the silliest shit. If you wear a skirt, I remember I was watching a Japanese, uh, oh my God, it's a documentary of the, this couple. They were living together and he said, this guy went to work he, and he said that his boss rubbed his hand against the grain across his face and noticed that there was one hair on his face and he said, you forgot to shave this. Oh my God. I, I'm telling you right now, if you work for a place like that, talk about his mama and leave, please. If you have a backup plan, don't just leave. But man, if people seriously judge you based on one hair, I remember I used to come into work probably around 2014, 15. I used to have a goatee. You know, this is what I used to do. And the manager would always say something about it. Like, oh, you know, are you going to shave? And I'm like, uh, bitch, this is my hair. No offense. No pun intended. This is my motherfucking hair. Who the hell are you? You better get out of my face. You got guys coming in here looking like, look, look at the older teachers that come in here, the ones that you praise and you bow down to and unite. Get out of here. Oh, my God. Next, industrial action going on strike. Eva Air, as a matter of fact, they were employees. They had to cover their faces because they risked losing their jobs. Um, honestly, you like going on strike and protesting for higher wages. Guys, if you have to do that, just leave the job. I know it's so easy. Oh, our city, I was asked better. No, seriously, like develop your skills, develop your soft skills, develop the skills that are needed in present day. Google it. What skills are needed for entrepreneurs in 2021? You know, what if you could learn how to graphic design or use Canva or take a course where you could become like a VA, whatever it may be? Because, I mean, if you have to protest for higher wages, people, no. You could put all that beautiful energy into working for a place or building something that suits your passion that's all there is to it not meeting objectives or achieving results oh my god guys you know objectives see kpi i don't believe in that i don't believe in that i know i know i mentioned it before but you got to put that same energy on the good and the bad 
and you got to do it equally because if you don't, I'm going to call you out on it. I don't work for those people anymore. I work for me. I'm very grateful. But in saying that, if you don't meet your objective and you get thrown under the bus, first and foremost, depending on what that objective is, I'm never going to do that anymore. That's number one. Number two, I probably just quit. I'd be like, excuse me. I would probably say, you know what? What have you accomplished? Remember, going back to my job is so funny. When they realized my capabilities, they ended up saying, oh my God, you know, this is our number one trader. You know, he's the most popular teacher. And they would try to advertise me as if I was the greatest thing. And I'm like, it didn't put pressure on me whatsoever. I was just like, okay, well, you know, as long as it gets me more work, because that's what my mindset was five years ago. Okay, at the age of 28, more work, the better. Although obviously making, you know, you know, working is the worst way to earn money. But nonetheless, uh, obviously working for big corporations. So not big corporations or tutorial centers, whatever it is, where you don't manage your own assets. And, you know, when I realized that I met the objectives, I did this, I did that. Even when we would hold the workshops, we never got a follow-up email saying, thank you so much. We got great feedback, this, this, that, nothing. It's only when something is negative that's when we come under fire. You see what I mean? So when I achieve my results, you better tell me that I achieve my results. And if you look at me in a wrong way and say this and that, this is why I can't work at schools anymore. And I definitely wouldn't, wouldn't work with, a, you know, underneath a foreigner. No way. I work for me. I know my capabilities. I know my four cores. Speed of trust, baby. Stephen Covey. So punctuality. Okay. Let me give you guys this. I'm going to give you this real quick. There wasn't a set time. I met this lady before. This lady has a language center. She's Korean. It doesn't really matter. Has a Thai husband. Been living here in Thailand for a while. The, the only way I got, the only how to how I got that job was because the lady who I had worked for for three years until I quit her last year for her demonic ways she put my resume on that Korean lady's table and that Korean lady said no. And that lady, her name is Noi, said, why? Korean lady said, because he's black. Noi said, you're not going to judge anyone's capabilities based on the color of their skin. I remember she advertised a job for X amount per hour. She tried knocking that down 50% just because of the color of my skin. I went on with it. And they tried giving me reject students. I remember there was a foreigner in this teacher's room along with that Korean lady saying, okay, you're going to get these women, but this and that. And this foreigner just kept saying, yeah, they really don't know their verbs. They don't know their nationalities. Like, you know, Uzbekistan and Turkish and this. And I'm like, bro, who gives a fuck about any of that? Are you serious? And better yet, those were two of the richest people in Thailand. And they were wonderful individuals and they invited me out to drinks and dinners and everything. Do you think I gave a damn about teaching them the I am, you are, we are, they are? No, they don't need that bullshit. They learned that motherfucking shit 40 years ago. What is wrong with you guys? You academics and you architects need to open your fucking minds up. Jesus. Anywho, you guys are like, dude, Arsenio, how'd you even go through with that racist ass lady? I'm like, well, I just knew it wasn't so much about proving grounds, but when I ended up getting that TOEIC project because no one accept, uh, uh, accepted it, there were 330 students in that room. I rocked that house. She, I swear, after I rocked that house, she's like, oh my God, Arsenio, the new uh, teacher, the head teacher, I really want you to meet him. He's so great. His name is Matthew, all this stuff. I was like, yeah, coming from a lady who didn't want to hire me because the color of my skin. It's funny. It's funny how everything just switches, right? So anywho, going back to punctuality. 
a year later, okay, she says she was going to offer me a work permit and a visa, right? And I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the biggest blessing in disguise. I could finally get the hell out of here, you know, out of this job. She disappeared for one year. She came back and emailed me and said, hey, we still have a job offer opening. I said, okay, I'll be around, I'll be there around nine. There was no set in stone time. I got a haircut for the interview. I really did. And I went there and she said, oh, you're not, you weren't even on time today. I I, I, like when she said that, and I think she said a couple of other things that threw me completely off. And, you know, they were talking about visa and this and that. And she's like, oh yeah, you're only going to make this amount. I said, do you understand that amount? 18% of that is going to go towards the public transportation. And you want me to grade essays for, for, are you out of your fucking? And I thought about it. And I said, Arsenio, you've already, and remember this is 2018, probably around September or October. I had other opinions in my day. They were like, oh man, you should take the job. I'm like, do you understand what she said? Oh, just put your ego aside. She, she said that I wasn't on time when there wasn't even a set in stone time. And I didn't even want to argue with her. The last email I sent her, I said, um, I'm going to have to decline your offer for a number of reasons, but we'll just leave it at that. And I remember she told me again, she knew my speaking capabilities that so she wanted me to advertise her company in the wake of, you know, being there against a couple of other individuals that, you know, I'm just like, nah, I, you know, I don't feel comfortable because no. Nah. And I remember it was like two weeks out and I just blocked her email. I said, mm-mm, mm-mm, I am not taking this bullshit. First and foremost, I can't even, I saw, I, I, you know, swallowed my, I swallowed my pride by continuing with this project and with the students that I had. I remember one time there was a French lady, she was a business worker, she never showed up, I never even got paid for it. And I'm like, wait, she's like, and they just gave me basically the students who were never punctual, students who were never there, a lot of students. I mean, anytime I said, I can teach TOEFL ITP, they're like, oh, no, you can't. What? I'm like, guys, guys, for everyone who's listening, understand, that these are the, this is the story of my life here in Thailand back in the day. And I'm grateful for every last little bit of it because it was a beautiful experience. Because every last one of them now, I'm their competitor. And guess what? It's a one man army over here. And it's not so much for about money or this or that. It's not so much about going back to them and say, yeah, look who I am now. No, they already knew who I was. They already knew that I was better than every teacher there. I'm a trainer now. I'm not just a teacher. That's all there is to it. I'm going to give you guys this last real quick story. One of my uh, ex-colleagues who I did a KTB, a Kuntai Bank, right? Did a project with her. Her name is Nuke. You know, we, we were there at the last slash job, you know, in terms of, you know, the, oh, I don't think he's as good as he said. You know, the guy, the guy, right? And she called me and she was like, oh my God, Arsenio, you know, um, you know, uh, that, you know, they have this company, they have that company. And I told her, I was like, Lee, listen, I'm, uh, I wouldn't even do those companies anymore for the rate that they pay me. She's like, why? I was like, listen, that rate that those companies pay me to do workshops and everything, I make that through my own business online. You got to pay double or triple. And that is actually not even, I should charge like maybe five to 10 times that amount. And the rates will be going up at the end of the year. Because it's so funny. I'm like, oh, no, you, you know, oh, sorry. How much did I go pay? Oh, but how much? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. As a matter of fact, can I contact the company directly? <laughs> can I contact them directly and like literally just like take them from you? Is that good? Oh, when you know your worth, 
you don't have to bow down to others beliefs about what your worth could potentially be or is so looking at obviously revealing company secrets i don't know when that actually happens but maybe apple products stuff like that okay maybe you could get fired violence that's number one always got to fire people based on violence if someone gets in a fight at work that means they have the, 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 like a fight we're talking about a fist fight not an argument a fist fight if you get in a fist fight at work shame on you and a lot of people will say, oh, Michael Jordan did, you know, during practice because Michael Jordan didn't like people playing defense on him. And he was an asshole. That's all there is to it, you know. But I mean, I mean, listen, sometimes you just got to fight people. OK, especially in America and basketball and football. Some you're going to get you have a lot of bullies and these bullies are going to keep pushing you and pushing you and pushing you until you hit them like like hit them as hard as you possibly can. OK, like I'm talking about tackling, not hit them in the face. That's terrible. Um they're going to be in your face. And so, but if we're talking about HR, like literally fist fighting with someone else who's in HR, oh my God, you get, you're at risk of going to jail and so many other things over what, a couple of dollars? That's ridiculous. Okay. So there it is. Add your own ideas. Tell me about some of your uh, situations. Again, this is a long podcast. You guys know how I do, but anyways, in saying that guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another ESL podcast. Stay tuned for more over and out.